Hey everyone, welcome to the very last ever episode of Random Encounters. Um, it's come to our attention that it's pretty difficult to find this podcast because there's a Dungeons and Dragons contest uh, podcast called Random Encounter without yeah. the S, yeah. and they're uh, they're kind of stealing all of our yeah, shit, even those though they've had jerks. those jackasses that have been doing this <laughs> way longer than us. How dare they have a name close to ours? I'm joined as always by Why Aren't You Playing Pokemon, Mex. Also, where is my hat, Mexican? Oh my god, I didn't even realize. You're yeah, hat-free. I'm hatless right now. Big old cup of coffee, Steve. Hi. And, and he magically morphed from a stick figure into a still picture because we can't get his webcam figured out. Jeff. Hey, what's up? What's Not going too on? Much. All right, so what are we doing today? I'm, I'm, entering, I'm entering week two of my hairdresser moved to South Carolina, and I haven't found a replacement yet, and it's starting to get get crazy over here so bear with me if i do a lot of head touching it's because i keep catching this little whoop in the corner of my screen and i'm trying to put it down it looks like you're doing the same thing this is the first well i'm doing first hair reveal uh yeah since uh sarah cut my hair here's the thing like they've been clamoring for this how are you doing this for free on the podcast i don't know i don't know this should have been a patreon tier (laughs) to just see my hair out of the hats that i've been wearing for like three weeks straight yeah, know it. you know, whatever. All right, so another week's over. What have we been playing this week? Jeff, let's start with you. I've been playing Tales of Vesperia Definitive on the Switch and also a little Luigi's Mansion on the 3DS. The, Luigi's Mansion? The, that's, the re, that's the remake of the first one, right? Not so no. much a remake as more of a scaling down into a handheld. But Gotcha. Isn't that the game where you go around the mansion with the flashlight and you, like, scare the ghosts out? Yeah, and the only thing keeping it from being a great game is Nintendo getting in their own way with terrible controls. <laughs> I've watched people speedrun those games on like the Game Sun Quick, and uh, it looks pretty goofy. <laughs> like, it's a fun little game, but it's just like you use the uh, the C stick, which is just like a pencil eraser, mm-hmm. to move the ca- or flashlight around. Yeah, it's just an absolute nightmare if you're not already looking at the ghost. Yeah. So I'm guessing you're you're excited for the third installment of that game that they announced a couple of months back? Yes and no. This is more of homework for when the third game comes out. Because uh, gotcha. it's been out for, what, 15 years now? And I'm just Something finally like getting that. around to it. Oh, you never played it before. Well, enjoy. It is, uh, it's one of those games that I think is underappreciated because of, you know, everyone expected the GameCube to launch with a big grand Mario game and we got Luigi vacuuming up ghosts. So it never really got a fair shakedown. Steve. Yeah, I wouldn't. Good. (laughs) Uh, You might as well keep talking. I haven't played shit. Uh, It's been like a week. I think I played a grand total of like mm, two, two and a half hours of like XCOM 2. What about uh, like Keyforge or Magic at Work? Like, have you got any of that in? Uh, Jeff came over uh, when we had a meeting and we played a single game of Keyforge, which... Uh, I still think we're doing really well with our two random decks because the games keep turning out to be like really close and really interesting. Yeah, which is sort of the nature of that game is that you know, every like a testament single... to Keyforge. Well, yeah, every single deck is basically limited, so you're going to get really good and really bad matchups. And I wasn't sure what it was going to be like because the two of our decks play really well against each other, really close, and then I played. Uh, two of Ryan's decks 
won against Phil, and we had probably the most awful game I could imagine. It ran for like 40 minutes, 40, 50 minutes. All we were doing was blowing up each other's creatures and continuously stunning them. So just nobody was doing anything. It was really fucking boring. And if that was my first ever game at Keyforge, I probably wouldn't come back. So uh, I told um, Ryan, I was like, burn one of these decks so they can never play against each other again. <laughs> but um, since our games tend to be pretty tight, then that's pretty good. I still have two unopened decks, but no, haven't played anything. I haven't had time to do anything at all except work deal with work stuff and come home and maybe enjoy a glass of wine and then go back to work do home stuff and then go to work and do home you sound like an old person max i just everybody knows i just went grocery shopping by the way and uh i saw a big bag of chips that was only four dollars i'm like ooh, this is a really good deal and I'm like, yeah, I'm definitely getting older if I think a big bag <laughs> of chips for $4 chips. is a yeah. good deal. Welcome to 10 years ago. <laughs> but uh, yeah, obviously, what you've been playing. obviously I've been playing Pokemon and a lot of Pokemon. So I don't think there's that really much to talk about there. Other uh, than, I mean, you know, any, anybody uh, that might be in chat, which I don't think we have anybody here, but uh, they all know that you've managed to get through most of your resets through Legendary Birds. Yep, got, got Mewtwo. Got the legendaries. Got Mewtwo. Um, still working on my fossil resets, which are full odds, so it's a very, very low chance. So uh, yeah, that's probably going to take a while. So we're at, you're entering like week three here of full time streaming, and stuff's starting to get a little weird. Um, what's the Discord command? Hashtag or pound Discord? Uh, exclamation point Discord. All right, yeah, exclamation point Discord. You want to see some interesting memes yeah. that involve his face, face? Please go ahead and check it out. They're pretty horrifying, and I. What is what is it? What does it feel like to to, to get memed? It's really Have weird. It, has it, it really sunk weird. in yet? Like, why do people like want to do this? A, like, why are they paying attention to me? And B, why are they photoshopping my head onto different Pokemon? Like, it's but very strange. You- it's very strange. The more you fight it, the more memes you're going to get, though. I know, I know. I mean, I'm not worried about it. Like, I don't feel bad or anything. But it's just really weird that uh, people, uh, I don't know, I guess. Like, I, I feel weird you're not wearing your Meg Griffin hat today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, Yeah, Cyclone popping in. You're seeing the hair reveal for the first time. Yeah. So uh... This is what I've been hiding, Cyclone, for the past uh, <laughs> couple weeks. But it's grown out enough since my wife cut my hair that, uh, you know. It's okay. So, so Jeff, before we move into our next topic, have you messed around with uh, D- Destiny or Destiny 2 at all? Yeah, it's one of those games that there's such a hype train for it every time it comes out, and I go, I'm not going to buy it. And then like a week later, I buy it, and then I get tired of it immediately. <laughs> well, there might be doing something about it, because Bungie uh, is splitting up from Activision, who has published both Destiny 1 and Destiny 2, and Bungie's taking Destiny along with them. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Did you enjoy uh, the Halo games, Jeff? I did. It would be interesting to see if they end up getting back together with Microsoft a little bit, even in like a, in a consulting role for the next Halo, now that they're not tied to Activision anymore. But uh, what, I, what I heard, like everybody at Bungie was super pumped that they were getting out from under Activision. So that's always a good sign. 
I mean, there was rumors floating around that the tools that they were using to Destiny going were not optimized for what they wanted to do, and a lot that had a lot to do with slow content patches and whatnot. So I'm, I'm definitely anxious to see what I guess Destiny Three is going to have in store. I almost kind of wish that it would have kept Destiny at Activision and Bungie just would have split off on their own and and done something else. Bungie should just not co-op with anybody else anymore because i read the article after they broke up with activision and they said they had like an all staff meeting and everybody like popped champagne and celebrated when they split from activision and the the writer was like yeah they did the exact same thing when they split from microsoft there's like stop going with people <laughs> you, have, you have toxic relationships yeah, just, i mean if their ideas are so yourself. good themselves you know why partner like why do you yeah. need to partner I think uh, they, well, they said that they now have the ability to self-publish, so they don't need, um, a, you know, a Microsoft or an Activision that they can yeah. just I mean, themselves. at this point between, you know, Destiny and, you know, Halo in the past, if Bungie's going to put out a game, people are probably going to play it, so. Yeah, I mean, but that gets you thinking, what if, what if Bungie teamed up with Nintendo with Epic. That's the one that I think could be interesting. Epic seems to be throwing a lot of money around and letting people do whatever they want. Now, Steve, what if the best, biggest game in the world went to the Epic store? Are you still sticking with Steam? What's the biggest? I don't know what it is yet. It's going to be the next thing Bungie does. I mean, if you ask everybody right now what the best, biggest game is currently, it's probably Fortnite. I don't give a fuck about Fortnite, so... Yeah, whatever. Well, didn't (laughs) didn't the uh, PUBG guys work a little bit with Epic before Fortnite came out? (laughs) I don't know. They were were working with Epic on uh, helping them to get the game optimized on the engine, and then out of nowhere, Fortnite popped up. Uh, wow, shocker. <laughs> what a coincidence, you know? Yeah, it's it's weird how that happened. <laughs> well, the original game, which I don't even know if it's still being worked on, I think they may have just abandoned it. Because it was supposed to be like a really uh, weird, like a uh, tower, not tower defense, but like you have to last waves of enemies and build stuff and just sort of like hold out a, a, a portal or something like that. And they're like, well, we're working on that. We're just going to join the Battle Royale stuff. And then that just took off. And they're like, yeah, about that original game? Yeah, whatever. I thought that Bungie made a game after Halo, but before Halo 2. But I I can't remember what the hell it was called. And I was going to make a funny joke about it because it was really bad. But uh, moving on. Data Miners. No, it wasn't Diagaton. It was a four-player. It was on the Xbox. It was a four-player, like you played as a specific character and each character like there was a character was a sniper and a character was like a heavy class and it was a i remember being really hyped up for it i don't think bungie did it and then the joke oh. fell completely flat uh, you know what i'm talking about bounty hunter something hmm? like bounty hunter no no i don't think so i'm gonna uh, if you see me just feverishly typing over here it's because i'm trying to figure out what the hell that game was called uh topic number two Data miners find Super Nintendo game list in the Switch code. And uh, you guys, I have the link in there to the games that are, yeah. are uh, 
coming Breath of, up. Breath of Fire Anything? 2, Contra 3, Demon's Crest, F-Zero, Kirby's Dream Course, Tree, Kirby's Dreamland 3, Kirby Superstar, Pilot Wings, Poppin, Twin B, Star Fox, Star Fox 2, Stunt Race, FX, Super Goals and Ghosts, Super Mario All-Star, Super Mario Kart, Super Mario World, Super Metroid, Super Punch-Out, Super Soccer, that was interesting, uh, The Legend of the Mystical Ninja, The Legend of Zelda, Link to the Past, and Yoshi's Island. What an absolute banger of a list of games. Like, there's no way they can just drop this all at once. I've Anything never in there really guys played eyes? Super Nintendo. So, like, what are the, like, awesome games? Like, obviously, Star Fox was, like, really popular. I mean, it was, I mean, that was, it's weird that you went to Star Fox, because of, of that list, <laughs> that it's probably not. popular one? Yeah, oh. <laughs> not really. Uh, well, I guess for the N64, Star Fox uh, 64, I guess, was pretty good, wasn't it? Star Fox 64 was the where I think that one's the one that holds up. Yeah. That's the one that they remade. They just came out with actually just got put into the classics collection on the 3DS. You can get it for 20 bucks. The uh, 3D version of that. Well, it is like the golden era of JRPGs. So almost any RPG off that list it would be great. I don't remember how many there were though. Cause you'd spit them off so fast. Everything else is like token stuff. Like, uh, um, shitload of mario games and zelda is this um, is this zelda game the zelda 2 no zelda, 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 no, zelda 2 came out on the uh the regular yeah, nintendo? Uh, nintendo yeah yeah that was their tuesday yeah that game's impossible have you ever played that it, it actually just dropped on the switch online service like yeah, last week so go impossible. ahead and give it a try i played it like 25 years ago on the nintendo it was <laughs> fucking impossible like i could not yeah, like there's it's not really all that fair. That's a game that you need the Nintendo power to beat. Yeah. So, but, since I don't own a Switch, how when they release a games list like this, is this for like a version of a rental service, or is this to, they're updating their library of stuff you can now purchase? So, uh, included with your twenty dollars a year that you pay to play online, which just like everywhere else, you got to pay to play online, which is bullshit. But it's not that much money, and it includes like a Netflix-style list of games that you can play as long as you have the subscription bought. So currently, it's all NES games. And where they found this was in a similar place to where they placehold the, the games for the NES. So they assume that this is the planned list of games that are going to drop when they expand that service to the Super Nintendo. Hmm. What's, not in, what's not in this is that they also found two other emulators buried in there too they found the nes emulator they found the super nintendo emulator they also found two unlabeled ones which is getting everybody clamoring about nintendo 64 game boy maybe gamecube emulators potentially coming to this and if they can manage to keep this a 20 dollars service and keep adding to it this might be one of the better values in video gaming it's going to be a jaguar I, emulator i'm calling I, it. I don't think it's staying at 20 bucks next year no, That's what I, I'm worried I about. This is going to be an attached service, like twenty dollars gets you this. But if you do like the thirty, thirty-five, forty, you can have X many other console. Wow, I think that access. that your your number is getting too big. But I could see them potentially saying twenty dollars. Are you talking about a year? That number's still fine. But yeah, yeah, yeah if you, it's a it, whole year. Yeah, if if I could definitely see that. You know, seeing that the Nintendo games, the NES games, come with the base service and then you got to pay extra money for each additional one anything else on here catching your guys eyes well you're you're forgetting though that they're adding 
online multiplayer to these, so you would potentially be able to play Super Nintendo Mario Kart online. With all those Mode 7 glory. <laughs> all the Mode 7 glory. Do you think you could play uh, Punch-Out with uh, another person instead of playing the computer? I think that would be um, fun. That, that sounds like a very game. Nintendo idea. Yeah. But that's, we could do that. They should just... They should just release a game where you use the, the, the Wiimotes and maybe call it boxing. Is there a honestly, boxing? <laughs> honestly, I got excited when I first saw this list, and then I thought to myself, I've played these on emulators for oh decades. God, yeah. Oh, yeah. Is it being on the go really going to be that big of a draw to me? Probably not. I mean, no, and if I had to pay extra for it, I probably wouldn't. But that, that's why if they if they keep it low enough like if it's 20 bucks a year gets you the base service in the nintendo games and then 40 bucks a year gets you super nintendo games and let's say for the sake of argument nintendo 64 games i'm gonna pay that 40 bucks well are you downloading these games or are you streaming yeah you're downloading so you can keep them forever no that every don't quote me i think it's four days the nintendo online service pings out to the server and checks your registration with the the service and make sure you're still paying you can keep playing them. I think it's seven days. It but seven I, days? I, I don't think they're going to get to GameCube in this. I think N64 is your cap. Because you got to remember, you're downloading all these games to your system, whether you play them or not. And if you get a couple GameCube games on there, that's going to eat up a micro SD card real fast. Yeah, no, I, I can definitely see. That. They'd have to change the way that they, you know, you'd have to download them on kind of when you want to play them type type deal instead of having them all come in all at once. I, I also agree with you in the fact that GameCube is probably not going to happen because they can still make money off releasing those at 40 bucks. If they, you know, if they came in, pol- yeah, polished them up just a little bit and, and remade them, yeah, they could make a lot of money off those yet. The, the hardest thing I had to do this week was not pay for the new Super Mario Brothers U that I already own on the Wii U. I've almost bought it like four or five times, but so, I know I can wait. <laughs> This I don't know if this is I'm I might be the only person like that. I don't like those games. I did They're not good. I did not I did not like it when so I bought a Wii U. I think I've told the story on a stream before, but I bought a Wii U because I thought they were rare. So it was like the first week that the Wii U was out and I went to the store and I went to Walmart in State College and there was one just sitting at Walmart and I, I'm like, Oh my god, what the hell, man? They must have gotten a shipment in. I grabbed it and took it home. And I was like, oh man, this game, this thing kind of sucks. And we got, I got it signed up for uh, what's the what's the rental service that mails them to you? GameFly. I got Mario and played that for about forty five seconds and hated it. And I have never gone back. I can't. I don't know if it's the way it looks or the way it feels. Just something about those the new Super Mario Brothers. I just don't like it. It's a good shut your brain off and play for an hour kind of game. I guess I can see that. Dan, you know what else is a uh, rare console? What's that? The PlayStation Classic. <laughs> can't find them anywhere. Oh yeah, they're just they're just flying off the shelves. We spent it was... many an uh, hour talking about the PlayStation Classic here, and uh, apparently yes. there's none being all... sold. The the crazy thing yeah. is, all of our best content and like our numbers are not high. Don't don't get the idea, but our numbers are. 20 times what they are on a normal weekly podcast for when we used to do our, you know, our arguments and stuff about the PlayStation classic. 
So the hype level for this was out of control. And for this to epically fail as bad as it did is just hilarious. It's just a wet fart. And I was at uh, Target and they had a display case that had a bunch of the PlayStation shit in it. And all of it was sold out except for the entire like bottom row was stacked with like as tightly as they could all the PlayStation classics that they couldn't get rid of. And Target hasn't marked theirs down to meet everybody else online so they were all still selling for 100 instead of what it's like 60 now they shaved i've seen seen them as low as 49 do you know if tim bought one i don't know i'm not sure if he bought one or not well he he said he was going to like whether or not the games were good right yeah no he you got to understand the thing about tim like he he will buy anything day one if it at all interests him so that's my kind of guy yeah (laughs) He he has he has RE2 remake pre-ordered the the big collector's edition the two hundred dollar one and he's been on the record saying that if it is not at his door the minute that you know he's able to play it he's going to download it anyways and just have is two that, copies of it. Is that the one that comes with the uh, typewriter that's actually cheaper if you buy it online without the Resident Evil Two sticker? <laughs> Maybe <laughs> I didn't see that. There's, but, there's a collector's uh, edition that comes with like a key or a old typewriter, and you can actually buy the typewriter online for like sixty or seventy bucks cheaper than they're selling it in the collector's edition. That seems about right. But there's no Resident Evil sticker on it, so, so it's not a collectible. Slap that bad boy right on there. All right, Sarah, where's where's your wife at, Max? Well, she got to get her got to get her cricket out, and she's got to make Resident Evil stickers. And we're I gonna go buy a whole bunch. Of these typewriters, and then stick stickers on them. We're going to make all the money. We could that sounds like a sound business plan, and the entirety of Etsy. You got it. Yeah, you got it. Well, I mean, Steven, people people are clamoring for these shirts behind me. On we're, stream, we, so. we're, we got to <laughs> after we shut the stream off. We got to talk about some some things about that. But uh, stay tuned. I, I think we're, we're we should be able to supply some coming up here. Some I've got no some shiny chancy shirts. Yes, we can get there. I, I have some. I found some distribution partners uh, in overseas that we can get them over there for less than we thought they could. So stay tuned. Next topic, Steve. I know this is very close to your heart. You've been clamoring for it every I, ever since they've been doing it. I don't give a shit. Just skip it. <laughs> We're not skipping it because you insisted that we talk about Epic getting sued for yet another dance. It was interesting day one just because it was like oh hey this is a thing and the laws around it as for its continuation and eventual pulling of material yeah whatever they were gonna get that way anyway i don't i don't care if lawsuits continue it doesn't matter i think the the funny the the funny thing about this this particular story is that this this kid entered this dance into a fucking contest to get the game to get the dance in the game so I'm pretty sure he's not gonna. It's just weakening the entire case because, of course, it's the same lawyer that has all of the people that are suing him. So I, I, I think this actually does more harm for their lawsuit than it helps. Now I don't know anything about the game, but do you have to pay for the um, dances, or do you just like randomly the, get them? This particular you get one to you play did, a game. You have to pay partic- for everything. <laughs> no, this particular dance you did not have to pay for, and you actually couldn't pay for. Because they just pulled the Carlton. I randomly ran into that on Kotaku. Oh, yeah? Like, 
Yeah, I thought that that was just I thought they just pulled that from the other games like they pulled it out of Forza and they pulled it out of another weird game that probably shouldn't have had dancing emotes in it. Why? How the hell does a car racing game have dancing emotes? But either way, and there's now, probably this... like some asshole in the bleachers just doing the car. <laughs> but no, they I didn't read the article. I just read the headline that they pulled it. And uh, I don't know if they like settled the suit or. Uh, anything like that but i was like yeah that's the natural consequence either they're no, gonna ignore you still it got, and deal with it or just pull it and be done with it you still got two millie and the backpack kid to worry about and now that we got orange shirt kid involved it's all downhill from there all right so here's a big one sony enables cross play for rocket league any of you guys play rocket league no, no. not lately See, this is why I like having you on the show, Jeff, because you actually do <laughs> play the things every once in a while. I hopped on. Uh, Wait, don't you Rocket have to pay League for this game? It... Though it's not a free game. Yeah, this is not a free to play game, yeah. but it's like twenty bucks, and it's, it's goes on sale bucks, all man. the time. It's a good time. You own two switches and two copies of the same game. Twenty bucks is nothing. Actually, technically, I did play Rocket League because I played uh, Lucio Ball and um, Overwatch, which was the exact same thing. Was it what, like a soccer game? Yep. It was literally just like they copy-pasted the game and they just made you play as one character that was adept at bouncing the ball towards the other side. Oh. Uh, Wait, was it was... That, that was an actual character in Overwatch or was it like a game mode? No, it was it was named after the character. So, but so it was it... a different game type to play? It's like if yeah. they made fancy soccer. Okay. Yeah, pretty okay. much. So, so it's a different game mode? Yeah, it, gotcha. it was it was just in Overwatch for the Olympics, I think, maybe. Or, no, maybe it was the... The World Cup, probably. Yeah, yeah. and I played that with uh, a couple people, and it was not bad, and then eventually you'd find some people that just, like, really had their shit together, and something called the strategy, I think, and then they just fucking <laughs> destroy you. So, but uh, it was pretty decent, and it, it played almost exactly the same. You could... Instead of having a car that you can jump the car and boost the car to try to hit the soccer ball into the goal, you had your little dude who had the ability to run faster at will, like the boost, jump in the air, and it was it's the exact same game. I picked it up when they had it for free, or included, I should say, with PlayStation Plus. So I played it a little bit, and that was back before everyone was perfect at the game, and it's completely inaccessible now, but... Uh, cross-platform play is pretty exciting. This adds to the list of games that are that are supporting it. Include Fortnite. I think that's the only other one. But uh, how do you guys feel about cross-platform play? I mean, a lot of people are pretty pumped that uh, they can finally play with their friends on different consoles. I really like the idea, but as long as you have competition between the consoles, then that they sort of lose their exclusivity. So... I, mean, I would that's like a good to thing, see. Though, isn't it? it is. I would like to see more of it, but uh, I think some of the consoles are very tight about that, and especially like Nintendo, it, you're you're going to see them coming in very last if it becomes a trend because they even connecting their shit to the internet took forever. Like I have uh, my Nintendo DS upstairs. It's not really that old, but even the method of connecting that to the wireless network is super archaic compared to anything else around its time. 
So uh, I don't I, think you're going to see much out of them. I mean, they have Rocket League and they have Fortnite. I mean, that's all crop. They plus, do Minecraft with Microsoft too. Yeah, they're they're they've been like on the forefront of allowing this. So, you know, it, this sounds like a really good thing on paper, and this is me just being really nitpicky, but I don't don't particularly like one of the caveats that nobody talks about when it comes to these you know games enabling cross-platform play, and that's the need for a different login that carries just for that game. So the, the reason why Fortnite works everywhere is because you have to have an Epic ID to play Fortnite, and the reason why Rocket League now works is because you have to have a Rocket ID to play Rocket League. It, it's taking away from the fact that when you can just hop on Steam or hop on your Nintendo or hop on your PlayStation and just use your the login and the name that you have through that account. It does. Just that does it. sound like Steve argue, Steve's argument for Steam. That's, 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 that's why. This is why. Like, this is the exact Steam. Steam, Steam is on the way down. Like, I want Epic to be huge, and I want them to get everything. I, like, they have the money just to take all the stuff. But I mean, does it matter? Because like everything's going to save your password. Does it really matter if you have to make a different username? I mean, I can tell you for Discord, every time I try to log in on my phone, it asks me if I'm in New York, and then it makes me answer a separate email before it'll let me log in on my phone or a different computer. It is a pain in the ass. But I, the, I, the upside to this is if you're playing with more consoles, your games are going to have more longevity. You're going to be able to have a pool of players readily available to play six months, eight months, nine months down the line, whereas a game might die off on a certain system. No, no I'm 100% with you there. Like, that, that's just... My nitpicking is isn't just me doing that. just that nitpicking. It, it, it is cross-platform play for smaller games is very important. You can keep some... There are stuff, there's stuff that dies, you know, because they can only keep you know, a thousand people on each console. But if all 4,000 of those people were playing together, it might stay alive longer and, and the people that are enjoying that game could enjoy it for longer. Exactly. So, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely a big fan of, of cross-platform play and, and, and uh, cross-platform all the things. Because, you know, Steve's right. Competition does drive it, but the, the exclusives, the game exclusives are never going to be cross-platform. Like, you're not, you're not going to be playing God of War on your Nintendo anytime soon. I don't know. It kind of sounds like you and Steve actually agree on something for once. Yeah, for the first time. <laughs> so, speaking history, of... it's it's eight thirty six on uh, January sixteenth. Steve and Dan agreed on something. <laughs> Barely. I still think Epic should, is going to end up winning, and uh, I think we're going to talk about that later. But speaking I, of Steam, I hope that if Epic does take over Steam's popularity because Steam just doesn't ever react to it, then you get the evil genie wish where you get everything you want and every fucking game has to have a separate login. And I will sit here and laugh and never play Steam again. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, the, the thing is, so, so Epic is allowing their cross-platform tools to be used by anybody who wants them for free. So, I mean, that's... That's kind of where I'm envisioning. Like, I think Epic's going to be able to drive this harder than Steam is, who's not doing anything like that. You know, they're they're barely making video games anymore. No, so, I, well, that we can wrap that up into 
the ending steam thing because there were some things i wanted to touch on but i think our ultimate goal of what we want is similar but the very end game is divergent it's just it's basically picking a winner and platform wise you know i i want the shiny new thing and you want the old dusty never been updated piece of shit but i don't and that's that i i think it's what's happening is necessary but I think it's up to Steam to fix their lackadaisical nature because they haven't done shit with Steam. But everybody's been complaining. But what what did they have to gain by doing anything? Yeah, and no. Now, now there's a competitor, and my hope is that the competitor does give them a couple black eyes. So I don't care if they take a couple really expensive exclusives and cost Steam money. I want Steam to react and be better and upgrade and fight back so that you know we have some healthy competition but if all it does is that steam turns into a dinosaur and dies and epic becomes the new thing it's just gonna fucking happen epic too so all that shiny new shit that you're gonna see that was steam like 15 years ago is just gonna happen again yeah, just call me naive for thinking that a big corporation who's acting nice now is going to be able to act nice when there's no other competition. Do you remember Google's "Don't be evil"? Yeah, uh, catchphrase forever. Yeah, sure. Didn't work out too hot. All right. Well, we've been talking about Steam a lot, so let's move to the Steam's last enormous launch, Artifact. Have you guys played any Artifact? Nope. No, because. <laughs> uh... No, and I'm happy that this died. I think that was another black eye that not only Steam, but the entire games industry needed to, to have happen. I mean, there was a lot of greed in this one. Max, have you, have you looked into this at all? Because of all of us, as the trading online trading card game and the Dota player, this seems like it would be up your alley. Yeah, I mean, the game has an interesting concept, but... Um... A, the way it looks, it looks awful. The game itself just looks really bad. And, uh, you know, how they're going about you having to spend so much money just to, like, play it in the first place is um, definitely not the way to do it. I've well, never, I guess we I've should, never we played should... it myself. Um, I should definitely say that. But I have watched um, some people stream it. And uh, it seems like the people who are streaming it, like, don't even enjoy the game in the first place. Like, no, I, I feel like they might be sponsored and they have to play it like for a certain amount of time and uh you know they'll probably never play it again once they hit whatever time point that they were you know agreed to play it now i guess i kind of put the cart before the horse we're talking about this because uh, uh steam steam charts released some numbers and artifact was down to 1600 active players the other day and that is a 97% loss in its player base and it's only been out for like 2 months yeah 97.5 <laughs> that which when you're coming down to the wire that point five makes a difference yeah but i mean so we've already talked about the first thing i want to talk about what kept you away from this because i mean three of us jeff are you a, a trading card game player you'll play any uh hearthstone or magic arena you know, you know what i do play is the pokemon trading card game nice uh, i so very much want a new version of that to come out on the switch so I mean, that thirty-two-year-olds like myself can play and not feel weird playing like a little desktop app. Wait, there's an actual app to play the Pokemon game. 
Oh my, am I breaking this news to you guys right yes, now? Yeah, there is a Pokemon paid. trading card game app on the computer, and I play the computer like once or twice a week, kick the shit out of them, and then I forget about it till next week. <laughs> wait, wait, so is this a legit thing, or is this like magic way back in the day where they had to like invent bots that could barely understand how to play? It is a legitimate game. It's free to start. And what you can also do is if you buy real Pokemon cards, they'll give you a code that you can put uh, what yeah, you yeah. bought into the game, but you don't actually have to spend any money in it. Yeah, that was a when I was watching a lot of uh, Magic the Gathering stuff, uh, there was a guy who was talking about um, <clears throat> they wanted to see some of that copied because there's not really that much of a reason why buying real packs, they shouldn't give you a code for like an in-game pack because that would drive sales. Um, Cause he was like, they do that in Pokemon, but I never really thought about the Pokemon like card game itself. I, it, it's worth a download, but I will say it, it's a little older. So it kind of looks like when you're watching a TV show from like 98, 99 and they show like a web page they made. Yeah, it looks very <laughs> cut rate. Is it? it from, but it's Pokemon uh, trading card game. Yeah, Geo, it has to look Geo sites or whatever the old. It, it looks like an old, uh, yeah, GeoCities website. Geo, yeah, there, there we go. Well, it has to look better than the trading Pokemon trading card game that I played, which. So. Yeah, I don't know. I've it's... never played uh, the Pokemon trading game, so. I think Ryan, once you, you ever... finish your insane quest to catch all shiny things, <laughs> yeah. it's a very good streaming game. I should start picking up the uh, Pokemon trading card game. All right, I'll write that down in my uh, 19, or 2019 to-do list. I, I guarantee you would have a following with it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to look on Twitch if there's already a Pokemon trading card game category. I'm sure there is. I'm sure there is. Well... But yeah, I'm sure uh, Artifact's probably going to die in like two more months. So, I mean, the, the next thing that's going to happen is I don't think it's going to, I think it's going to get a big uptick because it's probably going to end up going free to play. Free to play, is that enough to get you guys interested enough to play it? They fix some of the broken model that they have? Or is there no room in your life for another trading card game? I might check it out, but I'm tired of learning new new card games. I want one that I can stick with. And like, it seems like every other week a new one comes out and there's just no time to learn it. Yeah, depending on how long it would take to grind, you know, whatever you needed in Artifact, if it was free to play, um, I'd probably give it a go. I just don't like when the meta gets figured out so quick that I can't even have a chance of, you know, screwing around with the deck because somebody makes the perfect one and then that's all you see over and over again. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much every game, though. Yeah. Every, any competitive game is going to be like that. Yeah, I wish the internet didn't exist. Yeah, we, we touched on this before, but the internet definitely ruined several types of games. Like, there's there's no longer mystery in games anymore. Data miners, good or bad, just that's, it's all gone. They know everything before it's even out. And uh, the same with TCGs. I mean, that's why I've gravitated towards Keyforge. Um Unfortunately, Keyforge, I think, would get a little stale after a while. You still have to keep investing money in it because you're just going to play different yeah. decks, get bored of them, and then yeah. want to switch. But though, overall, you're probably still spending less money than any other 
TCG. So yeah, either you spending still make more out. money yourself to buy more decks, or you have to find other players, you know, with new decks themselves that you can like at least play against. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. I like to dabble in that stuff, but it's never worth it to really get into it because it's unless you're unless you really make that your hobby because it's so expensive nowadays and that shit just gets figured out so fast. Uh, I mean, they just came out with, um, what is it? The return to return to return to Ravnica, like Allegiance of Ravnica or something like that. Yeah. And the spoilers were popping off like last week. I think the full spoilers are out for this weekend and you'll see all the videos on YouTube for what cards are going to be up and down the finance market what cards are going to be hot in each of the like modern yeah, legacy? Yeah, but they're, they're not always right, though. I mean, no, it's well, one thing some to, of those. to know the cards. It's another thing to get two months worth of play with the cards. Because, this, yeah. uh, you know, just taking this past expansion, um, the past block in Magic, um, the all the, the Grand Prix that were standard, the, you know, the Worlds, the Pro Tour, they all had like completely different meta decks like throughout the entire three months. So like yeah. it took them a long time to, I don't even know if they've settled on like what the best deck is in standard at the moment. But, it's uh, been, it's it, been healthy, but there are some like obvious outliers that they, they know from the start are going to be crazy yeah. good. Like, yeah. Yeah. As soon as Dominaria came out and they saw that Planeswalker Karn, everybody was like, that's a $50 card. And yeah. it's, it hasn't budged since then. Uh, to Fury, they're like that's that's a really good card, and it might shake things up. And it hasn't left like the thirty dollar bracket since then. So you can still peg stuff like that. And obviously, yeah. cards will go up and down depending on what happens in the pro circuit and whatever else. But the most of that stuff is still figured out within like you know a good week or two after launch. As soon as people get their hands on the cards and can mess around with them, they're like. Oh no, we got it figured out. I actually like watching the. You ever watched Alpha Investments on YouTube? That's mm-hmm. a funny guy. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Steve, you copy and pasted like a whole bunch of shit at the bottom of this document. And I have no idea what you want to do with it. So introduce us to our now last and final topic of the evening. Well, it doesn't have anything to do with Steam. Uh, no, it's all Steam stuff. <laughs> So the first part was just Steam versus Epic numbers, because I don't think we ever touched on that. No, I wasn't able to find anything. I mean, I could find, I found some Fortnite numbers. They're usually tied in with the consoles, and it's hard to figure out what uh, yeah, what their like actual numbers are. Fortnite had, um, where is it, 200 million registered players this month, but that's not a good number, because tons of people are coming, going, you know, never to come back. Um like ghost accounts or no smurf accounts is what they call them uh peaking at 8.3 million people playing at once whereas steam currently has 47 million daily users 90 million uh active monthly users and peak concurrent of 18.5 so there's like uh one quarter of the uh monthly registered users are playing every day on steam and there's still 10 million users 
over uh, Epic and Peak. And I'm interested to see how these numbers start to shift as you get more AAA, you know, titles and exclusives onto uh, the Epic. Yeah, I mean, I think, that... I think the closer those numbers start to bridge, the more interesting things you're going to see out of Steam. I wonder, though, how much of those numbers for Steam are actual users loading in to play a game or just loading into Steam and having it run in the background? Every time I turn my computer on, Steam is running. But does that count as an active user? I think likely their daily active is probably like when your name goes green because you started a game. Because there's tons of people that are just, you know, forever idle. I mean, my Steam has been running non-stop since i moved into this house 2004 power outages <laughs> yeah. but i mean, I mean look at these numbers 18.5 million from steam uh at its peak 8.3 million for epic that 8.3 million people are playing one game the same game how many yeah. games are there on steam billions uh, yeah. <laughs> millions i mean, I mean just mean, to you right gotta now, you gotta divide these numbers by yeah, uh, how many active games are actually being played. I'm trying to. I wonder if I can figure out if I can get a concurrent on Fortnite right now. But right now there are 272 current players in Counter Strike Go, and a roughly the same number in Dota 2. I guarantee you, there's a shit pile more playing Fortnite. But we don't know that anybody's going to stick around after Fortnite fizzles out. So, I mean, that's definitely not the best variable to go on. The one thing I do have to say is you're comparing a very mature platform to something that's been around for, like, a month. Yeah. So. No, I'm just, I think it was interesting to see because the numbers for Epic are definitely very big, although some of them are kind of shaky. Like, the registered users isn't really worthwhile. The peak users is interesting, though. 8.3 running against 18.5. And, yeah, it's not exactly apples to apples because one, you're talking about a game, mm-hmm. which we also don't know if this is all the platforms because I'm sure there's plenty of people. I'm sure it is on like the mobile and everything. iOS else. and whatnot. But um, and the other one is obviously a yeah. system. It's like trying to compare how many people are playing a game versus how many people are playing a console that runs all the games. I don't know how many of these Steam users do you think are playing on the Steam Box or whatever it was called. <laughs> Uh, uh, probably, probably like five about of them. Five. <laughs> so, Steam um, Box or Steam Link? No, the, the, the Steam, Steam, Steam consoles that they've tried to make. Yeah, uh, Steam okay. tried to make a console, and it was like a huge flop. Yeah, that historically one of the things that I thought was going to be successful, and to this day, Tim, if he ever comes back on the show, will make fun of me because I really thought that that was going to be a thing. <laughs> I was really interested, and then they. Um, Steam has 90 million active monthly users. That's correct. Yeah, that's what we said, Clay. Yep, and that was right in the middle. Um, the The other numbers we don't have, or the other numbers we have, do not have a monthly active for um, Epic, though. Jeff got his website. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're just kind of using Fortnite's numbers, and it's not really a good yeah, it's, you know, it's measure. Yeah, it's solid comparison. To, just to be to to give you a little bit of backstory i found i'm on steam charts right now so there are 10 million people 10.5 million online players in steam right now only 2.3 of those are actually playing a game so depending on what those you have to cl- clarify some of those numbers but now it's yeah. it's steam definitely is the big dog and anybody that doesn't put their game on steam is taking an enormous risk 
but it's we're going to know here real soon when the division two comes out if their sale numbers hit similar numbers to what they got when they were on steam and then we'll know for sure if, if uh, epic's well on their way to having a successful marketplace do you think that's still, a 60 dollar game division two yeah division two is definitely a 60 dollar game can I just clarify for chat? I didn't freeze. I'm a really great ventriloquist, and I've held this pose for 50 minutes. Yeah, that, that's been a very rough 50 minutes. and uh, you, I'm dedicated. Yeah, he's very dedicated. <laughs> he's not frozen. He's just, uh, you know, a very good puppeteer. I do, I do want to add, uh, at the end of the day, isn't this just Epic versus Steam, PC Master Race, Console War? Yeah, it's it's it, that's the yeah. best part about this. This is a console on one console per se. I mean, this is just this is what our our us console users had to deal with back in the day. And then you know, Steam was over here like, ha ha ha, look at me, I have all the games. Maybe it's just maybe that's why I want Epic to win because it makes me feel. I don't, I don't think they ever had any real competitors. Like the EA Origin was maybe the strongest out the gate because they have the problem with that. But where else are you going to play Sim Hospital? <laughs> yeah, that was. I mean, EA Origin never really tried to go out there and and attract like an Ubisoft to put their game on their store. I mean, that's. Yeah, they, they wanted their own backyard, but they just I, no. They wanted it so that they didn't have to pay Steam thirty yeah. percent of their money to do stuff that they could do on their own. But really, I, if EA did that, their whole method of operation is to buy a company, then shut them down, so they wouldn't have much of a storefront. Oh yeah, yeah. R.I.P. Visceral. R.I.P. Max. Everybody. R.I.P. <laughs> everybody that ever made a game for EA. But hey, you can buy FIFA loot boxes, so you know it's not all bad. Yeah, I think I don't know why they're trying to, to like they should just I'll let the FIFA people fund all the stuff, and then if EA could just be cool and make make some cool games with all that FIFA money, I would be f- totally fine with it. I'm curious to see if there's going to be, um, like if you agree to put your game on um, the Epic Store. Do you have to, like if it's a brand new release, do you have to stay there? Do you have to keep it there if they're going to hold them There's to the There's probably fire? some kind of exclusivity deal set Cause, up. Because if I had a game that I thought was going to sell really well, like The Division, because The Division has been on, it is going to that platform, has historically been on Steam, then the smartest move, if I could do it, would be to release on Epic so that I make all the sweet intro money because everybody who wants to buy it is going to go there and get it day one day two and you're going to reap the the better rewards but then you know after x amount of time whatever business sense tells you to go ahead and release it on steam to where the giant market is and you have all the other people because i think that steam has a more patient populace when it comes to games because everybody waits for sales so if you pop it on and you're like, hey, 25% off Division 2, Game of the Year edition, or whatever pass you get, then you're just going to get a shitload of people just going to pick it up. No, it'll be interesting to see. This stuff is all so, so young. Like we just, we're, we're only just now, because Discord opened a store and nobody gave a shit. This is the first time that there, there might be something that can actually do something. So I think it's pretty fascinating. Actually, to, that's uh, not true. 
they they did something nice for me today. What did, they, what did Discord do for you? They dictated what my next game is gonna be. Besides Discord, the the big the big. All right, sorry, I'm gonna rant here for a minute. So when you open up the Discord client, I have a whole bunch of Discord games downloaded. It has to update all the goddamn Discord games <laughs> that you have before it launches Discord. That's why I was ten minutes late because I had to update all my games. I have to uninstall all that stuff. I think I definitely think it's doing that uh, Facebook spying thing because every time I play a game before I'm talking to you guys, if the game is still up, Discord tells you what game I'm playing. Yeah. And um, I was playing that kind of shitty game that nobody ever paid attention to, Dungreed, which I actually like a lot. I shouldn't call it shitty. It was a lot of fun. And the very first thing that happened when I opened up Discord was it showed me a 10-second clip of Warframe because they have to. And then it flipped right over to, hey, Dungreed has new patch notes. And I'm like, there's no one on this earth that you're going to tell <laughs> that Dungreed had new patch notes, except for people who were actively playing it. Well, that would, that would just be you. Yeah. But now you know. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to go play it because uh, apparently <laughs> the guys... Have... Patch notes? Yeah, since I stopped playing that for a little bit, there's been an update like every six days for the past month. So there's a ton of new stuff. And I'm like, that game was a lot of fun. I'm going to go back and play it. Yeah, that's actually what I liked about Slay the Spire because they put out a new update like every single week. Like just Mm. to make, you know, certain parts of the games easier or harder, you know, depending on, I guess, how the players... Are you going back to that? That's that's 1.0 now, I think. Uh, That's that came out of early access. I don't know. I haven't gone back to it recently, but and I they also they I got also enabled the modding, the Steam mod community too. There's all kinds of crazy shit you can do in that game now. Yeah, you should go know. check it out. I mean, I got stuck because like I just I don't know. I guess I'm not playing the game correctly, so I kind of got stuck on the levels that I'm at. All right, Steve. What else, what else do you got down here? Because there's a bunch of other stuff copy and pasted. Yeah. Is there any well, ideas? Yeah, the the last one was something that kind of fed into the competition because. Valve apparently <clears throat> did like a year in review and a future cast for 2019. So it's like the early version of what their competitive, you know, edge is going to be towards Epic. Um, and I sort of color coded the stuff and I had to redo it for my level of interest, but they did have some pretty interesting points basically they highlighted like eight changes that they plan to do this year uh they wanted to do an algorithmic recommendation overhaul which i don't know i would like to see a better curated uh steam storefront but i don't think we're ever going to get it i think 10 years ago was when it was at its best where you basically released a game if you could get on steam and the cream of the crop always sort of made it to the top. And I used to buy games off of, like, they just had a, a little slider with 10 games on it, and it was always whatever A games bought their way onto it, and maybe a handful of indies that were so popular that they broke onto, like, the top 10. And even though it was highly restrictive, all those games were going to be, for the most part, quality. And I used to buy games all the time off there. And then when people complained that they couldn't get onto such a restrictive market, they were like, all right, we're going to open the floodgates and now everybody can put everything and they've never recovered. It's been just a wasteland of shitty games and it's so hard to find anything. And the new algorithms that keep putting out just scan my library and what I've been playing recently 
and they throw anything that has related tags in my face and I don't want to play any of it. And I'm like, all this shit sucks and it's so hard to find anything worthwhile to play. I think that's what people are turning to Twitch for nowadays and turning to, you know, influencers. Yeah. That's where the uh, (laughs) thumbs up next thinks he's an influencer. Yeah, you probably, sell, you probably sold a couple of thumbs up and everything. I have tens <laughs> of followers. Excuse me. Hey, you have more than tens. Well, tens you could be any number, but still, you have hundreds. Uh, ton, tens of people watch me every day. You you got to start telling some of those tens of people to tune in on Wednesday nights, or else your viewer number average is going to take a huge hit every time we do this. <laughs> well, I think it averages the time too. So if it's only an hour, it's not that big a deal. Gotcha. He's he's slumming it here on this chat though. But yeah. like if he's doing a Pokemon stream, he'd have like twelves of people in there. <laughs> I was waiting for the bus the other day and I opened up Twitch just to go to the this channel. Yeah. Um and you were streaming Pokemon at like four forty in the afternoon. <laughs> yeah. I was I was streaming till like five thirty today. The bad days are when I'm streaming at like ten in the morning when I should be at work. I don't know how you do it, because when I was testing out this new microphone that doesn't work, uh, I I threw up some, some pinball FX on the Switch. I was trying it out with my microphone and the camera, and I forgot to talk. I said, like, maybe six things. I don't know how you just sit there. It, it happens to play a game that you, you can be completely stationary <laughs> yeah. in for most of the time. I was actually talking about this today. Like, um, you know, if I was playing Dota 2 or, like, Counter-Strike, like, there's no way I'd be able to interact with chat. Because people were like, yeah, you know, we want the channel to grow because it'd be really cool if there were, you know, tons of people talking and tons of followers. But then it would be, like, literally impossible for me to have a conversation with, like, anybody in the chat. So, I mean, it's kind of like a two-pronged sword, I guess. They want you to grow to, like, 80 people and then no more. Yeah. And they want you to start banning people as they come <laughs> in. Well, that's what the mods are like. They're just like, oh, we'll time out anybody. We'll time out everyone who's not, like, originally here. I'm like, yeah, whatever. I don't really care. <laughs> Toss on the old subscriber-only chat. Yeah, and yeah. Start making that. the real money. Yeah. There'd be but, what? There'd be all of 20 people that could uh There'd be tens talk. of them in the chat. Tens of them. Well, I think this is a pretty good stopping point. I'm going to, uh, you know, just close us out and then just keep us on stream. We can talk about some other nonsense here. So uh, thanks for watching, everybody. Every Wednesday here on twitch.tv slash game right now. We get together to talk about games. Uh, if you liked what you heard and you want to check out our back archive. It's all over on YouTube. It's also available on all of your podcast services you want. And it's not going to be called Random Encounters next week because you can't find it and our numbers are really low. So we're going to think of a new name and hopefully get one here in the next couple of minutes after we end this stream. So uh, for Mex and Steve and Jeff, thanks for watching.